feel like I'm, I'm at a Cavs game right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Riffs on Riffs, where we explore the collision of original and sample tracks and the artists who made them. I'm your host, Joe Watson. I'm here with my co-host, who is dappled in pink and blue at the moment. What's up, Tobe? Man, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, you you dress well, you feel good. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way it is. So yeah, I'm feeling good. That is really why good. you are so successful, my friend. Well, thank you, sir. So together on the show, we listen to the legendary tracks and the timeless, but sometimes not so well-known songs that they sampled from. But look, Toe, before we get into all that, you know doing this, we get thirsty, right? We do. Yeah, right? So we do. Thankfully, Big Jewels provides with water, but it is not just any water. I am currently drinking some Aqua Carpatica. And I have to tell you, this is my favorite drinking water. Do you know why? Please tell me. It's fresh, natural spring and mineral water that comes from the Carpathian Mountains. Please tell me where those are, Tobe. That is in the uh, last wild forest in Europe, I believe. It is. Is that right? Yeah, in Romania. That's amazing. So not only is this amazing tasting water, it keeps me nice and hydrated, and I am ready to go today. It definitely sounds refreshing because it is refreshing. You can actually go to the website, shopaquacapartica.com, and use code RIFFS, that's R-I-F-F-S, for a 15% discount. Yeah, but what happens then? Does it does it get delivered? It does get delivered to your front door, no. even. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is, it's it's like Amazon, right? This, I mean, is, this is, is better amazing. than Amazon. It's water at your front door. And not that rainwater. This, no, this has a cap on it. Aqua it's aqua it, It's fresh. Okay, it's fresh. well... Awesome. I cannot wait to get my freshly delivered water. But in the meantime, let's get back to our episode. What are we listening to today, Tobe? This is a track called Jump Around from House of Pain. Let's hop in the DeLorean and find out what track was sampled to produce this hit. Rewind. I know you got to love this episode. It's you all day on this. (laughs) It's funky. I do like my funk. That is true. (laughs) I feel like I should just like let this ride for a little bit. Just this for a little bit, right? So people can feel it. Sucks the tone, man. So Joe, can you tell the good people what we are listening to? Yes, I can. This is a song called Shoot Your Shot by Junior Walker and the All-Stars. So what do you say we dig into Junior Walker's history and find out how the All-Stars got their start? Well, Autry Mixon Jr., a.k.a. Junior Walker, was born in Blythesville, Arkansas. He learned to play the saxophone and formed a band called the Jumpin' Jacks. On occasion, Junior would also sit in with other bands. One of those bands was formed by his friend, Billy Sticks Nix. Clearly a drummer, right? You gotta be with a name like Sticks. Either yeah. that or you have nunchucks somewhere. Oh, <laughs> on even your better. Yeah. Well, Billy's band was called Rhythm Rockers, and after some time, Autry left his own band and joined up with the Rockers permanently. Was that because of the name Rhythm Rockers? Is that yeah, why he said like I, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore? Right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but soon after, they, they changed from that too. They were like, we're not, we're not the Rockers. <laughs> we are now the All Stars. Awesome. Well, the All Stars started to get noticed and were signed by Harvey Fuqua's label, Harvey Records. Harvey Fuqua was a pretty accomplished artist in his own right. In addition to owning a label, he also had a group called Harvey Fuqua and the Moon Glows. Soon after signing with Harvey. Walker and the All-Stars had one of their first signature hits, Shotgun. Let's take a listen to the 1965 hit, Shotgun. 
that is. I feel like that's a little bit too much pelvis thrusting for this particular <laughs> if song. If you can't two-step to this, you got problems. We can't even talk. It's a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. It is a legendary song. I mean, I never hear, heard anybody sing about a gun like that. I mean, it's... Kind of makes you happy. A gun over a shotgun. If happiness is a warm gun, it's a shotgun. <laughs> So, Shotgun reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100, number one on the R&B charts in 1965. I, I do love this track, and something about it takes me to childhood nights in front of the telly, like like I'm British or something, in front of the telly. <laughs> front of the telly? Yeah. Okay. Well, if listening to this song makes you think of America's most popular TV dad, you're on the right track. Tenor saxophonist Craig Handy is credited for playing the Cosby Show theme song for the sixth season, and the similarity between these two songs is undeniable. So let's take a listen to that. This makes you want to look for Rudy, don't it? I'm channeling maybe <laughs> inner Rudy right now. Or maybe some Lisa Bonet. Oh, well, please. Can, can go there. Go. She was gone by this time, but yes, still. She's on a different world. I had to be wrong. Oh, off yeah. All right, well, so that's pretty cool, but I, I'm going to see your factoid, mm-hmm. and I'm going to raise you one. You ready? Okay, hit me. So we mentioned earlier Harvey Fuqua had a group called Harvey Fuqua and the Moonglows. Okay. Well, one of the members of the Moonglows, see if you remember this cat, his name is Marvin Gaye. Are you talking about, isn't he the, the, the purple drink uh, guy from that movie, <laughs> <laughs> that video we were talking about a couple weeks back? I guess that's one way you could talk about him, yeah. That's a hell of a backup that is right a, there. Yeah, I'm, he didn't stay back up for long. No. Okay, another interesting tidbit about the Moonglows. They were originally called the Crazy Sounds. Man, these names are terrible. Uh, <laughs> that's why they kept God, changing them. Seriously. But the Crazy Sounds moved from Louisville to our home city of Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. And they were taken under the wing of legendary disc jockey Alan Freed, you know, the guy who coined the phrase rock, rock and, roll. and roll. Yeah. He also renamed, again, the Crazy Sounds to the Moonglows. After his dog, Moondog. Wow. So those of you that are Cleveland Cavalier fans, you know, first of all, we want to thank you all for sticking around after LeBron yeah, left. Yeah, really, right. You know, it's not for a right second now. time. No, it's not pretty <laughs> at all. Secondly, the Cavaliers mascot is also named Moondog in honor of Alan Freed. Yeah, that's a really cool tribute. Absolutely. As it turns out, Fuqua had an eye for talent as well as an eye for opportunity. After signing Walker and the All-Stars, he then sold the label to Motown Records. And if you're connecting the dots, you can see how Fuqua is credited for introducing Barry Gordy to Marvin Gaye. Ah, well, you know what? It helps because he was actually married to Barry Gordy's sister Gwen at the time. Can you imagine, like, being a fly on the wall at those family dinners? Man. That had to be fun. Seriously. Well, speaking of family, Harvey Fuqua, he's got a nephew you might have heard of, too, by the name of Antoine Fuqua. You ever heard of that guy? Hmm. He's done a couple of movies. So you could say Antoine's directed a couple of movies, including Training Day. Ah, oh, so good. Which got Denzel a Best Actor Oscar. It's a pretty talented family indeed. Yeah. All right, so back to Junior Walker and the All-Stars. After the success of Shotgun, they recorded a cover of Marvin Gaye's hit, How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You. Let's give that a spin. I've heard this version a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Certainly not the most popular version no. anymore. Probably, maybe, uh, back in the day, maybe. Back in the day, though, for sure. 
Well, and besides Marvin and the Junior's versions, I think everyone is familiar with the 1975 cover from James Taylor. I think that's the one that you're probably talking about, mm-hmm. right, buddy? So this one hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Easy Listening Charts. Let's give that a spin. I want to stop. Thank you, baby. Sing it now. I want to stop. And thank you, baby. Yes, I do. How sweet it is. And there is never a bad time to hear that song. Just makes you happy, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I'll tell you what else is sweet. Success. Amen. (laughs) And that's exactly what Junior Walker and the All-Stars found in 1967 with their song called Shoot Your Shot. Let's take another listen to that. You know what's crazy is that this actually... Shoot your shot is something that kids are saying nowadays. Really? Yeah, I've heard kids say this. Well, at least I've heard adults, you know, imitating kids yeah. saying this. <laughs> is this a good thing? It's is not this bad. Kind of like, don't shoot miss your shot. Your shot you no, know, no, shoot your shot. No, just shoot your shot. Give it a shot. Give it a go. Give it a All chance. Right. Yeah. Huh. Well, shoot your shot made it to 33 on the Billboard Top 100 and 33 in the R&B chart. So. Like another famous 33, Larry Bird, right? Mm. Shoot your shot. There you go. Junior Walker and the All-Stars had another hit in 69 with What Does It Take to Win Your Love, which was also co-written by Harvey Fuqua. Let's take a listen to that. You know, if you were around back in the day, this would have been on your mixtape. (laughs) <laughs> you would have had the 45. I could see you. Only problem with the 45, I, that, that's your short play. Thing. I had to get <laughs> <It's> up. <true. laughs> see, some quick loving. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> Junior Walker and the All-Stars continued to release songs until they disbanded in 1979 as Junior decided to go solo. Yep, and as a solo artist, Junior Walker lent his stellar saxophone skills to Foreigner's 1981 number one rock hit, Urgent. Let's take a listen to some of Junior's sax work on that song. I always loved this solo. I, I didn't know that he had done this. Ugh, gritty rips it. You don't have cats playing saxophone like this. No. No, it happened. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, I think that's like the last one. <laughs> the <Aww>. theme song. <laughs> It went the way of G.E. Smith. Something. So apparently, so there was another guest, another guest artist on Urgent playing synthesizer. This guy went on to have his own hit in 1982 with a song called She Blinded Me With Science. Oh, uh, yeah. This Let's, is classic. Let's take a listen. Ah, yes. Good old Thomas Dolby. She blinded me with science. Who, you know, some would say Thomas was kind of a one-hit wonder, and this was his only top ten hit, right? But he's also a pretty respected session musician, a producer, an educator, so he's got a whole career. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, She Blinded Me with Science was also sampled uh, for Mob Deep's 2004 track, Got It Twisted. I really want to take a listen to that. Let's do that. Got It Twisted, Mob Deep. Yeah, y'all got it twisted, huh? That look up in the you saw. That you come out when you drunk. They slowed it down and made it creepy. It's definitely creepy. 
Let me tell you, when this song came out, I was so upset that I didn't think about sampling this first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like, why didn't I think that? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, okay, so there's actually another track that House of Pain sampled for Jump Around. Okay. Let us check out the intro for a 1963 song, Harlem Shuffle, by Bob and Earl. Okay. Sound familiar? Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So, obviously, the same intro used for Jump Around, although they kind of squished it a little bit. A couple of tidbits about Bob and Earl. First, the Bob in question is Bobby Bird. And in case y'all are wondering, this is not the same Bobby Bird that sang with James Brown. Cool. Not that same yeah, dude. Yeah, not same dude. This Bobby went by the stage name Bobby Day and had a number one hit in 1957 with a little happy song called Rockin' Robin. Oh, we got to listen to that. We got to. The wise are loud, the big black crow, flop of their wings, singing go, bird, go, rockin' robin, sweet, sweet, rock, rock, rockin' robin, sweet, 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 happy songs. Can you imagine hearing this song live? Oh, that'd be amazing. They probably killed it. Man, so you know I love this song. And thankfully, we are sneaking up on springtime oh, in this part thankfully. of the country. Sunshine. I'm, I'm saying. And hopefully we'll see some robins out and about with that. But... This is not Bobby Day's only hit. He wrote and recorded the song Little Bitty Pretty One in 1957 as well. Let's give that a listen. I feel like he's still talking about birds here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's still happy, though. It's still happy. Is it the clapping? Could be. Let me bring that back. Is there a sad song out there with clapping in it? Man, that's a great... Listeners, hit us up. I'm very curious now. So this track was also covered by singer Thurston Harris that same year. This always fascinates me how these people just came out with the same song in the same year. But for whatever reason, Harris's version charted much higher and reached number six on Billboard bestsellers, number two on the R&B chart. Let's give Thurston's version a listen. Okay. It's not like he modified it a ton either, you know? This no. is what kills me. no. This is before social media, joke. This is what you get. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Thurston Harris was originally in a band called The Sharps, who backed him up on Little Bitty Pretty One. They changed their name. Oh, another name change. Yeah, I know, right? Go figure. The Sharps. Yeah, that doesn't sound good, right? <laughs> the Sharps is Sounds not like Sharps. It hurts. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. It's like being called The Edge. Okay, so the, they, they changed their name to The Rivingtons, and in 1962 unleashed this epic entry into the English lexicon. Let's take a listen. Wow. And thank goodness they did. <laughs> so my life would not be complete without mm-hmm. So, so listen to this. I just have one thing to say. Mm. Moonshine. <laughs> Moonshine. You hear me? Yeah. Well, okay. So this wasn't the only really deep and lyrically tense song that they created. <laughs> Who could forget the existential classic, The Bird is the Word? Wow. Let's, let's hear it. Let's do it. Oh, well, now everybody's heard about the bird. Back to the birds. <laughs> For some reason. I don't know. I don't know if there's a rock and robin in there or not, but the wow. bird is the word. Wow. This is weird because I always thought that Greece is the oh, word, right? Yeah. 
that you heard. It's mm-hmm. not the groove. No, no. It's got meaning. Grease is the word that you heard. It's got groove. It's got meaning. Okay. Well, it's funny that you should mention Grease because the song, Summer Nights, from uh-huh. that soundtrack, actually lyrically samples Papa Um Mau Mau, which I felt like I needed to just, you know, enunciate clearly. It's kind of tucked in there, but let's take a listen to the background singers for Summer Nights. Okay. Wow. Well, this isn't the only song to famously use those catchy lyrics. Now, Joe, do you remember a certain gothic-clad woman from the 80s with her big hair and equally large personality? (laughs) Well, I believe you are referring to the Mistress of the Dark. Elvira, why do you ask? Well, I am indeed talking about Elvira. I only bring her up because of the 1981 Oak Ridge Boys song of the same name, which was not about the woman Elvira, but about a street in Tennessee. Now, actually, this was a cover of the 1967 Dallas Frazier song, but it became a huge crossover hit for the Oak Ridge Boys, reaching number one on the country charts and number five on the Billboard 100. Let's take a listen to Elvira. Giddy up, boys. Giddy up. Giddy up. There it is. That, that wow. Big, uh, um, mau, mau. <laughs> Giddy up indeed. <laughs> well, I love tunes that rock bass vocals. It kind of reminds me of the Walrus of Love a little bit. Mm-mm. Funny you should bring up Barry White because he co-arranged the Bob and Earl song Harlem Shuffle. Wow, that's crazy. Full um, circle, man. Full circle. <laughs> and actually, he's not the only other star tied to that song, Harlem Shuffle. The Rolling Stones covered it in their 1986 album, Dirty Work. They took it all the way to number two on the Billboard chart. Let's listen to their version. Look at you, you got moves like Jagger. <laughs> So you're right. I mean, the star power on this track is crazy. Besides the Stones, we have Ivan Neville, mm. Tom Waits, Patty Scalfa, oh. and even Beverly D'Angelo. What? And I had no idea that she did some of the singing when she wasn't on vacation with Clark Griswold. Yeah. Wow. I had no <laughs> idea. So clearly a ton of connections to Bob and Earl, including our featured track, Jump Around by House of Pain. But, Tob, I got a question for you. Hit me. So, you and I are about the same age. Did you play video games back in the day? You know I did. Okay. Do you do you remember the Sega Genesis and the early PlayStation and stuff? Of course I do. Okay. So, around the time we were in college, there was a game called Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I do remember. And that game had a great soundtrack on it. Really funky. Please tell me you have a little sample of that game music. Oh, I got you, buddy. Here okay. we go. Hold on. L- let's, let's go back in time for that. <laughs> Love that 8-bit sound. <laughs> Still funky though. Oh, that's crazy. I know there, I know we have some of our listeners like, oh my god, somebody's like trying to download this game right now on their phone. <laughs> well, thank you for that visit to Planet Funkotron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have certainly circled the musical universe these last few minutes. And what do you say we dive deeper into our second featured track, Jump Around? All right, let's do it. So House of Pain is a hip-hop group that featured Everlast as the main MC. Danny Boy is the hype man and DJ Lethal. 
Before creating House of Pain, Everlast was signed to Warner Brothers and released an album entitled Forever Everlasting. Again, another terrible name. But go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Well, the album was at least produced by MC and actor Ice-T, so there's some credibility there. Absolutely. So let's take a listen to the first single released from that album called Never Missing a Beat. There's some there's some Roger and Zap in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Right you are, my friend. Zap has a song called Do What Diddy that was sampled for this track along with James Brown's Funky Drummer. Pretty cool how all the connections are just being made, right? All the connections in here. Absolutely. Totally agree. Everlast debut album actually didn't sell that well. Perhaps it was the naming problem. <laughs> but despite collaborations that featured Ice-T and the beautiful voice of Indea Davenport, the lead singer from Brand New Heavies, but there was one good thing that came out of it. That's right. He met DJ Lethal. Now, DJ Lethal's real name is Lior Demont, and he met Everlast through a mutual friend. Yeah, apparently Lior was a pretty good beatboxer, and after hearing him, Everlast asked if he wanted to be his DJ. Lior was, he was only 16 at the time, and so he decided to carpe diem, dropped out of high school and go, went on tour with Everlast and Ice-T and Rhyme Syndicate. Now, after the tour was over, Everlast asked Daniel O'Connor, a.k.a. Danny Boy, to join the new group House of Pain as a second rapper and a hype man. So here's a question for you, Joe. Do you have any idea on how the group got their name? Uh, vaguely. It's like uh, from a book or something? It is. It is from a book. Uh, It's actually from H.G. Wells' The Isle of Dr. Moreau. Huh. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go back and read that one. It certainly seems like somebody was paying attention in English class. Exactly. Right before they dropped out. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Shout out to all the English teachers out there. And stay in school, kids. And stay in schools, right? Exactly. So House of Pain was formed around 1990 and released their first album, House of Pain, Fine Malt Liquor, on July 21st, 1992. Now, our second feature track was the lead single. Let's take another listen to Jump Around. one of those songs that I remember I know almost all the lyrics Mm -hmm. because you've heard it so much but there's a lot of songs that are around this you know about this age I haven't I didn't take the time to to learn them like this one there's something about this one yeah well this song Jump Around reached number three in the US number six in Ireland and number eight in the UK and besides Shoot Your Shot one of the other samples used on this track is actually Chubby Checker his song Popeye the Hitchhiker which Again, crazy name, but let's listen. <laughs> song, the name like that, it had to be personal. <laughs> so I had no idea that, that Popeye was a hitchhiker. <laughs> Always thought it was a sailor man that just had a strange... Affinity towards spinach. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, this, look, this, I'm this as surprised as you are. But, you know, according to Chubby Checker's lyrics, actually no one picked him up, so he wasn't a very good hitchhiker. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's why he took to the high seas. Well, I don't think we can pass up Chubby Checker without playing one of his uh, twist-related classics. Joe, would you rather twist or twist again? Which mm. one? 
you know what? What do you say we twist again? You know, like like we did last summer. Oh, those were good times. <laughs> good times. Come on, let's twist again. Music has started so many dance crazes over the years, with the twist being one of them. And if you can't dance, I mean, just jump around. Right? <laughs> okay. Why right. not? I mean, that makes it easy. I'm going to do it right now. You don't even have to be on beat. <laughs> <laughs> on tempo, Jack. <laughs> okay, to say that jump around has lasted the test of time is an understatement. I mean, it's definitely played at every sporting event I've been to. I think that some people might get tired of it. You, you would think that. I, I know that I don't. And I'm not alone. Guess what? Mrs. Doubtfire, Happy Gilmore, Black Hawk Down, Parks and Rec, My Name is Earl, and American Dad all have in common. They are all movies or TV shows that have featured Jump Around. I mean, you can only—I can just imagine what the royalties look like. Yeah, that's some cash. But speaking of royalties, there is some debate as to where that squealing sound that's so prominent in Jump Around actually came from. Well, most folks attribute it to our first featured track, Junior Walker and the All-Stars Shoot Your Shot. There are those, including Questlove, of all people, who say it's actually a Prince sample, and that House of Pain won't acknowledge that because they don't want to pay the royalties. So let's have a listen to Prince's epic scream in Get Off. <laughs> Just that little bit there, I guess people are like, oh, that's what they sample. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, I, I get it, but whatever. Love this song, though. No, I do. Yeah, it's a great and song. And the video. Yes, sir. And the video. Uh, so Everlast has explicitly stated that it's a horn sample and not Prince. And others have dissected it and rebuilt the sample and determined that it is indeed Junior Walker. But one could certainly see how that Prince scream might be the sample. Ironically, there's some debate as to whether that's actually Prince on that screen. <laughs> that would be something, right? Actually, I don't think it is. Because when I was, I like cranked it, I was listening, I'm like, that's not Prince. That's a woman. Yeah. That, a personal opinion, just from listening yeah. to it. Well, you know, and I always thought, you know, some say it's Rosie Gaines, and I, I could totally see that, but yeah. she, she has the pipes to do it. She's also the keyboardist and vocalist for his band, The New Power Generation. So that, that would make Makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. All right, let's add one final layer of intrigue. DJ Muggs is the name of the producer who crafted this sonic loveliness. He claims that it is neither Prince nor Junior Walker that was sampled. He doesn't really say what it was, but I guess we'll never know. Well, DJ Muggs is part of the hip-hop group Cypress Hill, and he's responsible for a ton of hits inside and outside of that group. He produced for the likes of Exhibit, Ice Cube, Funk Dubiest. With such a talented producer, there's no way that House of Pain could just settle for just one track. Let's listen to another DJ Muggs-produced track from House of Pain's first album. This is Put Your Head Out featuring Be Real from Cypress Hill. This is the House of Pain. To come inside is insane. Maybe it's insane in the membrane. That too. So I really wasn't familiar with this track, but I was familiar with the track that he did for Ice Cube's Predator album. Let's, You're let's, talking about DJ Muggs? Yeah, Muggs. Yeah. Let's take a listen to Check Yourself. Okay. Can we do that? So you I know. <laughs> you feel, shoot. You feeling a little, <laughs> feeling a little salt and pepper right now. Shoot. S and the P want to get. Mm, yeah. mm, okay. Okay. Let's stop right there. <laughs> so that was Ice Cube's "Check Yourself," produced by DJ Muggs. 
Some of our listeners might be more familiar with the remix of this song that was produced by DJ Pooh. Let's take a listen to that. So you better run a Pooh likes using the sample a lot. I thought he only used it once. Really? I thought he used it on... Uh, maybe I'm confusing it with something else. Well, great song, regardless. <laughs> it's a great song. I'm going to have to look again. Yeah, I love the way that Poole used to sample from Grandmaster Flash's classic track, The Message. Now, we could reminisce all day, but I do want to circle back to House of Pain. Following up on the success of their first album, they released their second album entitled Same As It Ever Was in 94. And it didn't get nearly the type of reception as the first album did, but it did go gold. Yeah, that counts. So there's a lot of energy that goes into recording a successful album. And the fact that Everlast had to, I don't know, record around Gun Charge. I think he was on, what, House Arrest at the time? Yeah, for sure. And I, I hate coming to the studio if I have a sore throat or a sprained ankle. So I can't even imagine. Well, that's because you're a diva. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's yeah, a joke, people. Guilty it's a joke. No, guilty is fine. No, it's fine. Toby tries. So I, I can't imagine recording with an ankle bracelet and being under house arrest. That's, 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 that's got to be fun. tough. It's yeah, hard it's for the creative Not energy. optimal, for sure. Well, things got worse, and eventually the group broke up after their third release entitled Truth Crushed to Earth Shall Rise Again. Wow. That's, that's a, the worst title of the entire of the day? episode. Man. That's awful. Which is saying something. Yeah, it is. So on the day that album was released, on the day it was released, Everlast announced he was going so Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Impeccable timing. So after disbanding, Danny Boy founded an art company. DJ Lethal joined Limp Biscuit, and Everlast went on to a very successful solo career. House of Pain did reunite for reunion tours in 2010, 2011, and 2017. So apparently they all still get along just fine. Well, you mentioned Everlast and his solo career. What do you say we dive into that for this episode's bonus material? Sure, we can do that. Let's get it. So after leaving House of Pain, Everlast releases second solo album, Whitey Ford Sings the Blues, in 98. That album sold over 3 million copies, went double platinum, and got him a Grammy nomination for the single, What It's Like. Let's take a listen to that. So, in addition to the Grammy nod, what it's like reached number one on the mainstream rock chart and number 13 on the Hot 100. Everlast was asked by the legendary Carlos Santana to contribute a song to the album Supernatural, which was released in 99. It went on to become one of the best-selling albums in the world, with over 30 million copies sold. Could you imagine that phone call? Like, yeah, Carlos calls yeah, me? Hello. Where yeah, would you like to be, Mr. Santana, <laughs> and when? Yeah. Man. I know. Well, he contributed the song Put Your Lights On and actually recorded it with Santana for that album. It reached number eight on the mainstream rock charts and went on to win the Grammy for Best Rock Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal. Let's give that a spin. I like Everlast is another guy who stays in this lane and just does it well, you know? So apparently Everlast wrote this track while recovering from a heart attack and has referred to as one of the most personal songs he's ever written. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's deep. 
Well, he brought things full circle in September of 2018 with the release of his seventh solo album, Whitey Ford's House of Pain. The album debuted at number 21 on the American Folk Album Charts, which is interesting. While the title of the album is an obvious reference to his former band, House of Pain, he stated it's a way to represent everything that he's ever done and to sum it up with, that's all that's left. Uh, Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have left, my friend. Time to wrap up another episode. So what all did we cover today? Well, our first feature track was Shoot Your Shot by Junior Walker and the All-Stars. And our next feature track was Jump Around by House of Pain. All right, good stuff. So what do we have lined up for our next episode? Well, there are a lot of factors that go into the success of any relationship. Mm -hmm. And when things don't work out and that person becomes an X factor, you might just have to be careful. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's true. Watch your step. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you just can't go back to the way we were. Mm, mm. But on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, we love the relationship we have with our listeners. So please interact with the show on Instagram, at Riffs on Riffs, and on Twitter, at Riffs on Riffs Yo. You can find Toby on social at Haiku575, that's H-E-I-K-U-575, and I'm at Son of Watts, S-O-N-O-W-A-T-S. Hit us up with feedback on the show, episode ideas, or just say hello. And if you dig the show, please leave us an iTunes review, because it really helps. We're going to take you out with a track from Everlast's latest album, Whitey Ford's House of Pain. This is a song called The Calling, and it gets bonus points for using the word Gerardites. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to catch you next time on Riffs <laughs> on Riffs. As always, thank you for listening. Peace. Riffs on Riffs is a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to executive producers, Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya. Producer, Julie Fink. And audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. You can listen to more episodes of Riffs on Riffs by finding us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or visit evergreenpodcasts.com. And don't forget, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. I'm your host, Joe Watson. And I'm Toby Braswell. Thank you for listening to Riffs on Riffs. Peace. you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.